Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, we discuss the Activision acquisition, gaming exec departures, and upcoming Marvel games. We also take a look at the Assassin's Creed haptic gaming suit, and we give our thoughts on a Bungie lawsuit. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. Another great week, another great episode coming at you. We are live. Well, we are live, but this is a recording. <laughs> uh, we're back with episode 72 of Pressing Buttons. Uh, no real uh, housekeeping today. Just a, It's been a bit of a slow week in terms of video game news uh, still. Everybody's still recuperating from uh, the vacation, mid-year vacation that everybody's taking. So a little bit of light news uh, this week in terms of video game news. Um, but we still got some information for, uh, to share with you guys. We'll figure out a way to make this an hour-long episode. Yeah. Or don't you worry. Hopefully not. I don't, I don't want to be here an hour. Yeah, actually, no. A 30-minute episode sounds pretty nice, actually. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Our listeners will be like, finally, they can shut the fuck up early. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll start it right off uh, just saying that our national nightmare is over. The Microsoft uh, buyout of Activision Blizzard has finally gone through. <laughs> so uh, as you guys know... Uh, in, the, in the U.S. In the, not everywhere. Yeah, th- that's why it's a national... Oh, Almost. Yeah, that, okay. I almost put international, and then I forgot that the UK is still battling it out out there. Um, yeah, but uh, I know we we haven't really covered a lot of it in in the podcast because obviously uh, it's a little bit of an annoying bit of news, and we kind of figured eventually it was going to go through. But um, there wasn't a lot of big developments that that were being figured out. They were still just trying to 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 buy Activision Blizzard and and Sony was trying to block it. So eventually we knew it was going to go through because money is money and people want to make money. So um but finally uh the the FCC's uh case got shut down, their final request to stop the buyout. Um so the 69 billion dollar deal is going through. Uh, which just basically means what what it meant from the beginning that now Microsoft is going to be able to fully own Activision Blizzard. Uh, they'll be able to do whatever they want with the franchises that they have. Um, they did agree to a 10-year Call of Duty deal um, to keep uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation for at least the next 10 years, which is uh, kind of the same deal that they've worked with uh, all the other companies like uh, NVIDIA and uh, Nintendo so they could have call of duty there so that that that's a no-brainer obviously uh one of the big things from the filings was that uh call of duty is a big seller on playstation and that was ultimately kind of sony's uh big argument against the acquisition but uh it it went through anyways um but like i said it's it's more of a a nightmare being over just because we don't have to hear about this thing anymore because it was a stupid lawsuit just kind of getting extended uh for a year and a half um what are your thoughts on this do you think uh like we can move on now and and focus on the games is it going to be like a quick uh turnaround that i mean that's the more interesting thing is like what is what is microsoft actually going to do with this company now that they own it um I think this might have been one of our first, within our first five episodes, I think, you know, so this is like over a year ago at this point, but this deal was announced and we talked a little bit about it. Uh, I think my, I need to go back and check the records, but I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, I think, like, I think it's going to go through. It's just going to be a, a painful process and people are going to make it very difficult for Microsoft just because it's such a, um, I think a lot of regulatory bodies are starting to get more interested in the games industry just because it's gotten so big and there's so much attention around it 
Um, and also just the price tag of this specific deal is just like, it's a big number. So I think it's just going to get a lot of attention in these types of uh, proceedings. So, but I, I, just, I just couldn't think, uh, I was like somewhat following, you know, like the week to week news. I didn't think there was really anything that interesting to talk about on our show. So that's why we just kind of decided to not talk about it that much. I think a lot of very interesting information and data points was exposed as a part of this so maybe that's like one of the positive things like if you're interested in the business of video games like there was like a lot of juicy stuff that kind of came out of all the different documents uh and and, and interviews and things like that so so i guess that was kind of cool if you're interested in that stuff but well that's just like i don't like what's the reason like why wouldn't they allow them to do this um particularly given that they've like Microsoft's been doing it. Sony's been doing it, I think even more, you know, so like the playbook of just acquiring, uh, acquiring IP, acquiring game development studios, uh, acquiring mobile, you know, mobile gaming studios. Uh, so I think everyone's been kind of doing it. Um, I guess, again, this was just kind of like the biggest one. So they just wanted to make it, make it difficult, but I think it'll it'll go through. There's still the the CMA uh, in the UK that needs to approve the deal. Um, if for some reason they don't approve the deal, I think Microsoft can kind of figure out a workaround to to make everyone happy. So, so I just you know it is what it is. But what does Microsoft actually do now that they have Activision Blizzard? Uh, under their umbrella and i think that's um that kind of remains to be seen uh i think microsoft suddenly becomes one of the biggest mobile gaming companies uh through through king uh so that that's kind of interesting uh a ton of attention was placed on on call of duty um which I think, I think Call of Duty should definitely be a key consideration of this deal, but I think in, in certain situations it was made as if it was like the only thing that mattered, which I thought was was kind of silly. And I think I'm specifically thinking around like Blizzard, um, where they have some of the most valuable IP in games. Uh, also, you know, I would I would argue some of the best, of, uh, <laughs> maybe not everyone agrees with this, but they have a lot of expertise in terms of building, quote, live service games um which that was like the whole reason playstation bought bought bungie was for for that kind of domain expertise and know-how so so i don't know i think there's just like a lot there's a lot more interesting stuff going on in this acquisition than just just call of duty and making sure that like you know xbox isn't just trying to make it exclusive and what exactly that is i think remains to be seen and and we probably won't see the value of that or see the outcome of that for many years to come. Yeah, and that's going to be the interesting part, like you said, because now we move on to the to the game part of it, and obviously with uh, the main uh, purpose of this acquisition is to provide a, a huge catalog for uh, Microsoft to have for their Game Pass offerings and uh, exclusive games as Starfield and and so on and so on, uh, the games that are coming out in the future. It'll be interesting, obviously, to see if, if they kind of uh, stay in step with, with this line of thinking of offering everything on Game Pass that they have and also kind of keeping certain titles exclusive only to the 
uh, Xbox ecosystem or, or PC. Um, or if eventually they do cave and they see that they're not getting as much revenue and then they, they decide to kind of go back and start developing games for, for PlayStation. So maybe we'll see a year from now, if it's not working out, we'll see Starfield being ported over to, to the PS5, which is still possible. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll if, if, if one one idea I just thought of, if I wanted to be just like a complete dick, one thing I would do, one thing I would green light, which maybe makes no sense, but again, just if you wanted to be a dickhead, is I would green light an Xbox exclusive Crash Bandicoot game because <laughs> Activision has, yeah. has, you know, the, that's like what they have the rights to that. So Damn, Xbox exclusive Crash Bandicoot game because and. Maybe we're we're dating ourselves, but the reason that would be funny is because that was basically like the big mascot for PlayStation. Uh, yeah, the PlayStation first launch, the unofficial uh, PlayStation One mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be kind of funny. Well, you know, if people like to beat things, it's dicks. They like to be dicks. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully somebody does it. Um, but yeah, that that does it for that part of the news. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the future, uh, and we'll keep you guys updated. Whatever news we hear. Um, all right. Uh, next uh, thing we want to talk about is a couple of departures. Uh, we have Larry Herb. I always uh, found his, his last name I, is spelled I, so weirdly, I, and it's a Herb. I ha actually have no idea. I actually had the same uh, when I saw this, like you know, Twitter post come through and people talking about. It, I'm like, I actually have no idea how to say his last name. Hopefully, it's, I'm right. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, Larry Herb uh, announced that he's leaving Xbox. He's been the director of programming for at least 20 years. Um, he's also the host of the Major Nelson Radio podcast, which uh, he did uh, for 15 years, I believe, uh, where he recorded episodes just kind of going over Xbox stuff and, and giving his thoughts out and stuff like that. Um, and he's finally remembered, well, not that he's dead. That sounded kind of weird. He is uh, going to be remembered uh, for just kind of like the Xbox 360 renaissance, I, I want to say, just because he was kind of like a big face for, for that era where the Xbox 360 dominated uh, the, the gaming market. Um, he was all, always on there with, with the presentations and with the community and stuff like that. He was heavily invested in the community, uh, which you don't see a lot of faces like these uh, in in the gaming industry and the ones you do see are, are very recognizable like uh, Reggie Fizami and, and Hideo Kojima and, and stuff like that like you know you have these characters so he was definitely like the number one um, for Xbox and then we have uh, Naughty Dog co-president Evan Wells he's retiring completely uh, which I don't trust because whenever one of these big guys always says they're like retiring or something you see him pop up a, a couple months later with a new studio or whatever so uh, but he says he's retiring from Naughty Dog um, he's been co-president since 2004 uh, Neil Druckmann will now take over as the sole president for now usually they have uh, uh, co-presidents uh, to kind of make it work and it's worked out for them for a while um, very interesting news uh, on, on both ends especially uh, one being for for the major uh, uh, publisher xbox and then the other one being for a developer as naughty dog um tackling the the larry herb news it is kind of you know a bit sad uh i hadn't seen a lot from him in a while i guess you know uh it being the xbox series x and s kind of shifting towards uh, i've seen a lot more of phil spencer and and 
uh, such other guy, uh, people. So it, it's very interesting. I, um, so maybe he decided to kind of move away from that just because he hasn't been a, a big presence uh, on the Xbox side of it. So uh, sad to see him go. And uh, but um, I'm very uh, looking forward to whatever he comes up with. Obviously, I think he'll he'll stay in the gaming market um, and and kind of do something uh, which will still be seeing him for a while. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Larry Herb leaving and kind of leaving a void on Xbox when they need it the most? They need, they need these type of people. They need, they need it the most. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a very long time to be working at the same company. So I think it's, you know, I like to think that it's just like a very natural, like he's, he's done a lot. He's ready to move on. Don't tell that to anybody working on Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, no, I think it is kind of a bummer though, right? Cause I think he was, he was definitely like fan favorite. Um, maybe like one of the earlier kind of personas or, or, or people who just like, it was like the new way of engaging with the community. Cause I mean, he's been doing it for, for so long. Right. So yeah, I guess going back to what was it Xbox 360 or. Well, I'm pretty sure like from the, original Xbox, but like you mainly saw like him at 360. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In terms of being like more of like a public uh, personality, like I think that was just like a cool and innovative way of 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 engaging with with the community, and I think he's just kind of built on that over over the years. And yeah, I think he's I th people just really like him, and they're they're bummed to see him go. But um, but yeah, I think you know some he's kind of he's kind of move on sometimes. Did I uh did I ever tell him the I mean, this is like a total non-story, but I actually saw him one time. I was like, uh, I was working in Union Square. So this was probably, uh, I have no idea, 2013, 2012. Don't, don't date yourself, bro. Don't Who knows? Yeah, it was, it was, it was a while ago, man. But anyway, I was just like, I, it was lunchtime. I was working. It was like a work day. It was lunchtime. I walked outside my building and then Major Nelson walked right by. Did you I'm say like, something? Did you say, of hey? Of course I didn't. No, of yeah. course I didn't. No, no, no. Well, this is what I really want to, how I approach that versus how you would approach that. But I saw him just like, kind of like storming by. And then I later, I think Microsoft was doing some sort of event. Um, I think they Maybe they still have one or they used to, but they used to have kind of like an events space in that area. So I think Xbox was doing something and, and that's why he was in that area. But um, so I saw him and of course, I, like I just, I'm not the type of person to like, hey, like, take, take a photo with me. Whereas I know if you saw him, you'd be like, yeah, I feel like that was a very bad him. impression. Like, oh, where are you going? Where are you going? Can I can I come? I would not. I would not be like, "Where are you going? Where are you going? Can I come?" I would be like, "Oh, hey, it's Major Nelson. What's up? Can you give me an Xbox or something?" No, no, I would. You would, I would ask for physical, physical goods. I mean, I, I, I not in the beginning. I would, I would kind of sweet him okay. up to it, like work, okay. work him. You can't, you can't go straight for the gifts right away. You got to work him into it. But I would, okay. I would have said something. I would have said because I'm pretty sure he, he seems like a nice enough person that you could be like, hey, Major Nelson, Larry Herb. Do you say Herb or Herb? That was my opportunity yeah. to get definitive guidance on how to say his last name. But um, so yeah, that's my that's my Major Nelson story. Uh, for I think for Naughty Dog, it's kind of the I guess it's similar. Like the guy, the guy has been there forever. So, and, um, 
Yeah, it's just, it's time it's time going, and I think they kind of I think Neil Druckmann's been in a co-president role for since two thousand. Yeah, I was going to say two thousand two since twenty twenty. I believe he's been uh, okay, okay, co-president. Okay. So, you know, I, I think they were probably talking about this type of exit for for a while. Um, so I think they kind of did that co-president structure, anticipating you know Evan maybe moving on sometime in the near future. So. So I don't I don't really anticipate there being any big shakeup or anything like that. I think that this is just kind of like part of the plan. Yeah, with the with, with the Naughty Dog one, I don't really see uh, uh, any big shakeups, but I I see it more of an interesting point of future developments. Just because obviously, like you said, uh, Neil Druckmann has been kind of the co-president uh, for a couple of years. Uh, things have kind of moved on where. Uh, they're giving him more control, obviously, with the uh, Last of Us uh, TV show on Max uh, being such a big hit and, um, and and him being a big part of that, uh, leading the, the game, uh, The Last of Us 1, and, and also Uncharted and stuff like that. Obviously, they're going to give him more power. It is very interesting, uh, part of the studio. Um, not that anything wrong is happening with them, but obviously with the reports of um, the factions, uh, aspect of The Last of Us 2 getting delayed or, or not working out really well. They really haven't announced uh, uh, any games. Uh, even though they say that they're working on stuff, you don't really have a clear idea of what they're doing. So it is very interesting, I, I would just say, on that end of it, where like the the studio, this is kind of like the, the shadiest it's been in a while where you don't know uh, where Naughty Dog is leading to, but um, they have a good track record and, and Sony's been able to handle their, their in-house studios pretty well um, where they don't fail. So hopefully it, it doesn't, uh, you know, um, affect them. They don't skip a beat uh, and they just keep going and we get more information soon on uh, whatever they're working on and, and what this means. All right. Uh, next thing we want to talk about is a new Black Panther game. So EA has announced a new uh, Black Panther game. It looks like it's going to be single player. It's being developed by Cliffhanger Studios, which is made up of former developers that uh, worked at Monolith Studios, which were the creators of Shadow of Mordor, um, which if you didn't play, it was a, a very great game. Uh, they had a, a great nemesis system, so that worked really well. Um, and then this is a, an, another game in the long line of uh, future uh, Marvel games that are coming out. As uh, if, if you guys don't know, Amy Hennig, uh, who worked on Uncharted 2, uh, is also working on a Captain America Black Panther game uh, at Skydance Studios. Also for, uh, I believe it's EA, or it might be uh, Ubisoft. One of those two. Um, and then EA Motive is working on an Iron Man game. Uh, and that's besides the already of uh, Marvel Avengers game that came out by Crystal Dynamics. Uh, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy game. So obviously Marvel um, being such a big uh, IP uh, and all their characters and stuff like that. And, and then all the movies and stuff like that. Um, it's good to see that they are working on this just because um, one, it's Black Panther, good character. Um, I'm tired of seeing kind of the same Avengers or the same Marvel characters being done over and over in, in video games. So uh, I'm glad that uh, we're going to be seeing a, at least another aspect of it. Um, but it's going to be very interesting just because they are, I know the Captain America and Black Panther game that they're working for at Skydance, that one's going to be set like in the 1940s or something like that so it's going to be uh one of t'challa's uh ancestors where this one is probably going to be more of a modern one take on it um 
but I'm all for it. You, you know, uh, we're big superhero fans. We love seeing uh, what, what gets introduced to the genre and just how they deal with it and, and how it's presented and gameplay and all that stuff. Um, I'm excited for this. Any thoughts on, on uh, Black Panther? Well, yeah, I think um, I was surprised by how they announced it. It was just like, I just woke up and it was like some kind of like boring looking tweet about like, hey, new Black Panther game and uh, the new studio from these people. And, and so I think, um, so I think this must be like, like the, the game must have gotten greenlit like last week. <laughs> and then, and I think they're just using the, the tweet as like a means to like, almost like a recruitment mechanism to, to help like just get, you know, generate interest and get people to actually join, join this new studio. And I think for a lot of people, you know, Marvel or, or, or Black Panther and that IP is, is something that could get people interested to join. So, um, but yeah, you, you maybe kind of expect to see like something like, you know, even, even like cinematic, uh, but yeah, I wonder, I wonder if this is like a trend of, of people just dropping, dropping tweets of just like, Hey, new game. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I'm actually probably more interested in for, and for some reason, like the, the civil war captain America versus black Panther set back in the fort. Like at least for, for me, like I, that just didn't sound that interesting. Uh, so I'm actually much more interested in like a standalone, like black Panther, you know, whatever that means, like Black Panther only, and then just like really diving into diving into that. I'm more interested in this one than the other one, but you know, well, no, I'm also surprised that there's two. Like, presumably, these will be, both be like AAA giant games, uh, both featuring Black Panther, which is pretty pretty interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting uh, w uh, what route they both take. Kind of seeing the differences. Hopefully, they are not very similar, because then that would just totally suck. And then we're gonna have to compare both of them, which we're gonna do anyways, because they ha they'll have uh, some of the same characters. Um, but it is very interesting, um, as you know, right now with the um, writer strike and the actor strike that's going on in Hollywood. I know for uh, San Diego Comic Con, they're not gonna be doing a lot of. Uh, presentations for any upcoming movies or anything like that but because video games aren't part of that um there will be a big presence in video games so it'll be interesting to see if we see any updates on on these titles uh or anything showing forward i know um marvel will be doing something for uh spider-man 2 where they'll be like showcasing i guess more of venom and and the game itself um so it'll be interesting to see if they also take this opportunity to kind of showcase a lot of these other titles just because they can't be showing any movies or anything like that they, and, and they can't be talking about it so i'm super excited for that part at least um uh any video game aspect that has to do with comics or, or anything like that that they'll be showcasing at san diego comic-con so we'll keep an eye on that and obviously we'll uh show uh and, and discuss any news that comes out of that all right uh next thing we want to talk about is uh something weird but funny uh it's the assassin's creed haptic shirt um for those unaware <laughs> um oh my god it's it's funny it's funny but we're gonna talk it's about funny. it it's because it's, it's funny no you nailed it it's funny and it's and it's weird and, and, and it's weird and it's dumb but uh basically ubisoft announced that they are um partnering with this company i, I believe it's called owo uh and it's basically uh 
company that makes these haptic shirts uh, that react to whatever you're doing, whatever you're playing. If you're unfamiliar uh, and you've seen the movie Ready Player One, how they have that full bodysuit, uh, and at one point uh, there's one that actually mimics whatever is happening to you in the game where they kick a guy in the balls and then he gets kicked in the balls in real life, which I think was the dumbest thing. But uh, this looks to be just, you know, a little bit less uh, intense than that, where it'll just uh, simulate what's happening in the new Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage game uh, and, and kind of give you feedback uh, through the shirt, which, you know, it's a little bit cool. Ubisoft, if you want to send me a free shirt, I will try it out, you know, even though I think it's a very dumb and funny and weird uh, thing. Um, but this is the future of video games. Obviously, you have like the dual sense um, with, with the haptic feedback on the rumble and, and the type of games you play. You know, this is an evolution. If might not be the right evolution, I, I would say to, for, for certain people, but it's good to see uh, new, new type of ways to be able to immerse yourself in the games um, and maybe this will work. If it doesn't, they can try something else and see if it catches on with people. Uh, any thoughts on this? Is this a shirt you might want to buy? <laughs> no. No, I think that this is the perfect evolution of the Assassin's Creed franchise, in my opinion. <laughs> they're just, they're uh, not going to make games anymore. They're just going to make haptic yeah, just, clothing. They're just going to, you know, create giant maps with a bunch of icons, walk around. Now people can, like, punch you and you can feel it on your shirt. Uh, you know, that's just, that's great. Um, I mean, yeah. one way that this could be good is for all those like haters that you encounter online, like people that you just want to like, Oh, I wish I could just punch you, but now I can punch you directly through your haptic shirt. Yeah. And no? also, no? The, the, I mean, the fun, the funniest thing was like the marketing pitch. It was like something about like feels it's like sensations you've never felt before or something like that i'm like video games am i right oh, okay yeah that's, yeah that's like a little that's a little aggressive with how you're selling it but but yeah it's like what what could it be like is it just like if you get shot or stabbed or whatever it's just kind of like when you're parkouring you know feel the wind on your body and and the sand and when you do the yeah the dives and stuff like that assassinations who knows the it the the potential is limitless yeah but yeah so i'm guessing you're not interested no oh well if we no, guess i mean i'm 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 you know i'm hard out of the assassin's creed, creed franchise yeah. so, but yeah, no haptic shirt is going to get me back into it all right but um taking the assassin's creed part of it um in terms of just like a, a new kind of development in terms of how you, uh, of, let's say a controller, it's not a controller, but let's say like a controller or just how to interact with the game in a sense of like what VR would be or, or um, the, the Wii U uh, nunchucks and stuff like that. Like, what do you think? Do you think this is a good thing that they're, that they're developing these type of things for people to experience games differently or do you think they should pump the brakes? Yeah, I mean, I think they should definitely experiment. I mean, this is not new... It's not new technology. I mean, I think at a minimum, I mean, there's, pro there's probably a version of this going back like 15 plus years. I think the most recent one that comes to mind is for Res, that uh, music rhythm game, I think for, for PlayStation, I think it was for PlayStation VR, uh, the first one, there was like some sort of like synesthesia or I'm probably not saying that right, but it's like some sort of suit um, that was synced, synced to the game. So. 
Well, I did not know that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like this type of stuff's been around. Um, it's just a question of whether it needs to be mainstream. Um, even even the dual sense, there's like there's a couple titles where it's cool. You know, I think the, the obvious one's Astrobot. Um actually maybe maybe that's it for me, like in terms of like all like the haptic feedback and all that stuff. Like that was like it was like kinda cool, but it's pretty gimmicky in my opinion. Um I don't really enjoy it that much with other games like most recently Final Fantasy sixteen where it's like I think when you're trying to ride a chocobo or something, it does a bunch of stuff and you gotta like press real hard. I'm like, I don't like this doesn't make the game more immersive to me. Like it's just it's just annoying. So um I don't know. I think I think it's fine if people continue to experiment. I think there's probably gonna be like sometime down the road, maybe like one one or two titles where it like makes a big difference and it's actually like cool. But other than that, I think it'll just kind of continue to be a gimmick. Yeah, it'll be a, a very niche thing. Um, honestly, yeah. like, it is a bit disappointing that I think the the only game that made full use of the dual sense that I really enjoyed was um, Returnal, and I haven't experienced any other game like that uh, where it made full use of it. So, uh, with these type of, of new devices, new new ways to to feel games and stuff like that, we'll we'll see what the future holds. All right. And then the last bit of news that we want to talk about is a Bungie lawsuit. Um, just real quick, uh, obviously, with uh, how people's information is so accessible on the Internet and stuff like that. And, you know, people, there's a lot of critics and, and fans of games and studios that just go reckless sometimes. Um, recently, Bungie... Uh, had one of their developers kind of get harassed constantly uh, by a fan, and I'm saying fan in quotation marks because no fan uh, would would really do this. But um, this person was basically harassing one of the their developers, uh, sending racist uh, voice, uh, leaving racist voicemails uh, on on this uh, developer's phone as well as his wife's phone, um, kind of getting their address and sending a pizza to to their address basically letting them know that, that they knew where to live. Um, but uh, luckily, uh, they contacted the authorities and, and they were able to sue uh, this person and, and they got fined $500,000. But it, it goes to show you, uh, especially like I was saying, with how easy it is to kind of get people's information or just to be on social media all the time, um, how nuts some people can go and, and harass these developers. And uh, here at Pressing Buttons, obviously, we are on the side of the developers. If you don't like the, the type of things that a game is doing or you don't like the game or whatever, there's no need to kind of take it overboard and do these type of stupid things where it puts people at risk. And, and it also um, gets the studios to kind of uh, take a step back and not interact with, with the fans because, you know, the mistake of one or, or, or the assholery of one kind of fucks it up for everybody else. So that kind of sucks. Um but it, it's good to see that uh, there's steps that are being taken to kind of deter people. Hopefully this will deter people from making any uh, uh, more stupid stuff and, and uh, trying to, to harass other people. At the end of the day, it's just video games, guys. We, we, we want to play video games without all the fuss uh, that the real world is dealing with. Uh, any thoughts on this, on this harassment and, and the outcomes? No, I think it's a it's a great outcome. I'm I'm no lawyer, but I think this was like a big kind of legal victory where I think it now establishes a bunch of precedent. Uh, 
I think they even revised legislation or statutes or whatever whatever the right word is, but I think they actually like modified language in that stuff to to provide more protection. So I thought so I think this is like a big, you know, a pretty big deal. Um yeah, I mean I think it's 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 shitty that this situation exists, but it seems like from a legal perspective it's a good it's a positive story that there's more protection and protection for developers. And, you know, I, the other side of it, too, I, I like to see that um, I know Bungie gets a lot of slack. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about Destiny these days with what they want and all that stuff. Um, but one thing about Bungie is that they always uh, protect their people, and it's good to see them uh, fighting these type of things. Obviously, with, with this type of harassment, they all, they also are heavy on, like, anti-cheating stuff. They, they, they have a couple lawsuits against some, some companies for that. Um, but it's good to see them. I always like to see when, when they kind of fight back to these type of things because uh, one of the things on the Internet is, like, people just don't, don't fight back, and that kind of emboldens these these harassers to to just keep going um it's good to see them fight for for what's right and and take care of their own so props to bungie you know not everybody hates you i don't hate you <laughs> well that does it for all the news like we said light week but you know we still find some found some uh interesting kernels uh, of news uh to to bring you guys and we're gonna move on to some closing thoughts um what have i been doing this week i I haven't been playing a lot. I, uh, ever since I finished Final Fantasy, I've been meaning to kind of get back on track and start um, playing uh, um, Jedi Survivor again, just so I could finish it up because I was really enjoying it before I started uh, Final Fantasy 16. So I've been um, trying to get back on that, but just been busy a lot. Uh, I have been playing a lot of Destiny 2. Uh, finally, I was able to find a good clan to do raids with. So... Uh, every day of the week, I did a raid, a, a, a raid, you know, Bungie, uh, Destiny 2 has so many raids that I was able to do. We found some people that knew what they were doing. So shout outs to uh, Puesto, Boogeyman, Risita, Felix, uh, Jason, uh, who else? Mac, Chasse, you know, big group of guys. We, we've been able to do uh, a couple raids, uh, get some weapons for people that didn't have weapons and stuff like that. All this being done on our very active very good discord community if you haven't uh uh been in there if you're not in there make sure you guys get in there um to partner up with some people but you know been enjoying that, that that's what i love about destiny kind of it has its lulls like right now everybody's just waiting for the showcase next month but it's definitely uh um when, when you do things like that as a group i think it it brings back the enjoyment of the game so i've been having a lot of fun with destiny too um, and in terms of like TV shows and movies, um, I watched The Bear season two. Did I? I don't know if I said that last week, but was that one of my closing thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I don't really pay attention. All right. What so, you say in closing thoughts? So I watched The Bear uh, <laughs> season two. It was pretty good. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on Hulu. All I think it's uh, ten episodes, um, but definitely a step up uh, from season one. And season one was really good. Very hectic show, but. Uh, I really, really enjoy it. Um, yeah, go check out The Bear. And I also watch Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which uh, Nick and I talked about. Um, he's a big Guardian fan. Um, and I, I agree with his rankings. I believe uh, one's the best one, three is the second best one, and then two is, is the least favorite one. Uh, but I think it was a good uh, closeout of the series, uh, a good send-off by James Gunn. Uh, now that he's over at DC, um, 
I I think I enjoyed it more than you did in a sense of of like I I, I could see it as better than one. If one established a formula, I think three was really good. I like how they wrapped up a lot of storylines, how the movie ended with where everybody was going and stuff like that. So um, can't wait to see what they do with these characters. Uh, if if they make an, a fourth one without James Gunn and how that will look. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. What about you? That's cool. Uh, not not too much actually. I don't think I really played played anything other than other than weekly game night action. So I'm I'm still like way behind on Final Fantasy 16. I think I have like another five or six hours to play. So I'm basically yeah. I was gonna I say I thought you were gonna finish up. the game. I don't think I touched the game since last week. I thought I was gonna finish it, but I've just been just busy with random random stuff. Um, for game night, we're still still playing a lot of Diablo, so that's been that's been pretty consistent since the game launched. Uh, we have no idea what we're doing. We've made zero progression towards the campaign. You better like hurry I, up! That new season's coming out soon. Yeah, when I yeah when I uh, when the game came out, I was playing it pretty hard, and I think I you know I myself got fairly far into the story, but I didn't complete it. But when we've been playing a game night, it's just like we just, I think we just keep like repeating the same missions, like immediately outside the first like main hub. <laughs> <laughs> the guys that we play with, uh, so I have a mount, they don't have a mount, and they were just like, hey, how do like how do we get that? Like, how do you have one and we don't, <laughs> don't have one? How do we get a horse? Like, don't yeah, you have to be yeah, like level like, 50 like, or something well, we to gotta, get a horse? Uh, no, you got to get through the first um, three camp or. Yeah, three acts. I think they call them acts. Um, so get the, through the first three acts. I think we're like in the first. We're like not even halfway through Act One. I'm pretty sure. Damn. Group, so. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. So we we need to you know next week we're gonna have to be a lot more focused and structured with how we're spending our time to actually make some make some real progress. Um, but you know we're having a good time. I think. The other side of that is like we haven't been focusing too much on the campaigns just because we just kind of log in and run around and kill shit and we're having a you know we're having a good time with that too so that, that's what it's, I, not, it's not as bad as it sounds that's one thing i noticed uh, especially like watching you guys play when when we log in for game night that it is kind of mindless where you just go in you kind of do things but you're not doing anything because it it's I, like, I literally, I just spin around and kill shit. Like I'm, a, I'm a barbarian. Yeah, so it's it's like one of the more brain dead builds, I think. So it's gonna be very interesting because Exo Primal just came out, um, and I'm thinking of getting it. And I know it's on Game Pass, and a lot of you guys uh, that do Game Night have Game Pass. So I think that will be like that one's actually a game where you gotta kind of focus more, in a sense where you, where you gotta pay attention uh... to what's on your screen. You gotta pay attention to what you and you gotta move around. I feel like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's more. There's more kind of twitchy. Well, I don't know. I, I I know what you mean. It's it's more like an FPS, you know, type type yeah, shooter game. Action so stuff more, going on. Yeah, there's a little bit more complexity to the movement. Um, so I think I think that's right. I would just say I haven't played Exo Primal, but based on what I'm seeing, I would not buy the game yet. Well, so, well, you it's on Game Pass, so you get it for free. I'm I'm gonna play, yeah, I'm gonna play it. Yeah. I was more for you because I know you were 
kind of assuming it was going to be a great time and you're just going to like insta buy it so i would definitely encourage you to Mm -hmm. hold off until at least a week yeah well i was gonna insta buy it to play with you guys because i feel like that that would be something i'll be like yeah let's let's kill some dinosaurs i don't i don't i don't think you do that based on what i've seen at least for the first week at least for the first week is it is it like is it getting uh is it like technical issues and stuff like that no, I think it's just there's not a ton like the kind of the core gameplay loop you get just kind of burned out on it pretty quickly. There's like not a ton of content and different modes and so I think I think it's just a game that's gonna have a pretty short 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 run until they actually get more content into it. Yeah, because that's so for, for so for Game Pass it's like, you know, it's perfect. Like I'm totally fine with that, but for paying, you know, sixty or seventy dollars, like I'd probably be pretty pretty pissed by it yeah very interesting because i did see they did do like a a pre-release video where they showed like a bit of a of the roadmap for the future so like the seasons and stuff like that they, they show i mean if it was a free-to-play game then great but yeah. no no <laughs> not they for not for paying full price now it's uh... it's definitely interesting because it didn't get a lot of hype but they it seems like they did put a lot of work into it because this thing has a DLC at least until uh, early next year. Like uh, mm-hmm. n- new powers for the for the suits, uh, new areas, new modes, uh, season passes, and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely interesting uh, that it launched like this, where you feel like it's it's not enough. So we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know they patch it up because I do wanna. I I need to have something that's mindless that I just go in and kill some dinosaurs. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, anything else on your end? I think that's it. I mean, it's really game night. It's it's Diablo, um, some more Street Fighter, uh, which is which is a good time. I gotta get back on that. I gotta. No one can beat me. Throw bitch. Shots fired. Well, I, I, gotta... I even I even did I even did some matches where I I wasn't allowed to throw, and uh, you know, still nobody could beat me. When so. you did that against me, I beat you, but. Oh whatever. Uh, I gotta I gotta get back on it. I I have been okay. slacking. I have been still. I I've still been watching a, a bunch of uh, tournaments and stuff like that. Obviously, Evo's coming up in two three weeks, so that's gonna be pretty interesting. And the Rashid hype is is very real, so that's pretty fun too. And he's getting released, I believe, on the twenty fifth or something like that. So we'll be able to play him too. So that's gonna be pretty cool. Um, all right. I'm not buying. I'm not buying that shit. Do you? Did you buy the? Yeah. You the season pass or whatever. Okay. Yeah, I bought the the edition with the with the first uh, year of DLC characters. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm gonna okay. beat you with Rashid because you, you don't because you don't have him. Maybe, maybe you could. <laughs> maybe you could. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, that does it. A pretty nice uh, short episode compared to to what we've been uh, churning out the last couple of weeks because of all the conventions and and keynotes and showcases and all that stuff. Um, Thanks for joining us, guys. Don't forget, if you haven't, please go to our website, pressingbuttons.gg, and uh, follow us in all our social media, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you guys are joining our Discord. Uh, the link is on our website. Um, we have a very, very good community of gamers that like to play video games, that like to chat, and do a bunch of random things. So please join us, um, and we'll see you on the next episode. I'm Hugo. Bye. I'm Nick. Later. Thanks for joining us on the Pressing Buttons podcast. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. 
Our awesome music is composed by Layla and our show is done by D-Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.